edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host here with your co-host, Chris, the fantasy expert. And in today's show, we will be previewing week three of the fantasy football season for 2020. So last week we did week two. Two weeks ago, we did week one. And now we're doing week three. And we've got a lot of waiver wire, big questions, news, booms and busts, starter sit, all of that in the show today, like usual. And uh, there's actually a lot of interesting topics this week, even mm-hmm. more than some yeah. weeks. Because with all of the – the main thing for this week was the injuries. Horrifying injury after horrifying injury causes a lot of things to be switched up in the fantasy landscape. And a lot of crazy things are happening. Drew Sample uh-huh. is now a popular waiver wire ad, which is uh, – we're not actually going to really talk about him much today. But, I mean, I'll just talk about him now. I mean, he got 10 targets last game. And CJ Uzoma is out for the season. So, Drew Sample, former second-round pick out of Washington. Yeah, it's a, I mean, that's an example. That's kind of how we feel about every single player right now in their backups. Like, it's like, get the backup. You know, they got some carries. It's kind of crazy. That's kind of how the news is going to go. I don't even know if I'd call it a news. It's more of just an injury report, but uh, we'll call it the news. Yeah, the return of Mike Davis, too, who was <laughs> last seen in Chicago, I guess. Was, I think that's where we last saw him. He's back. A lot of other players are back, too. Um, it's going to be a whole lot of fun to talk about. And, well, of course, we'll have starter sit decisions, booms and busts, all of that. So let's get started. But first, and I, had to, I wrote this on a, my fantasy sheet to make sure I didn't forget. Guys, you know I have been hyping up Young Hui Koo throughout the offseason. Guess who is now, through two weeks, the number one kicker in fantasy football? That moment when... The only good player on your fantasy football team is a kicker. Oh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I mean, I do have Young Waiku. He helped a lot last week with his 17 points. I don't understand. Like, there was literally no reason why they had to write him off. The people. All the people. He came in, took over the job, and was easily the number one kicker last year. It was not close. You can look this up. He averaged way more points per game than anyone else. I think he averaged like 11 points per game. The next best was like nine and a half during that stretch. Came into this year, nobody was like doubting him. There's nobody doubting Young Waiku. They just completely forgot. Everyone forgot about the Falcons' kicker. And look, nine and seventeen. Mm-hmm. I ranked him at number seven in the uh, my preseason rankings. That was too low. I have moved. If I was updating my rankings, I would have moved him up to number four behind Butker, Lutz, and Tucker. That's yeah, he's gonna be good. You were right on that one, Calvin. I'll give it to you that. I mean. Basically, the only thing you'll ever be right about is getting getting a, a good kicker right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I was right about. Well, see, a lot I, I'm so excited to see like our final rankings, how they work out. Yeah, I mean, after the season, we should do a segment where it's like taking victory laps on guys we got right and admitting guys we got wrong. Well, no, we're gonna have to literally have one entire episode. Like, so Calvin, you and I are gonna have to figure out some kind of way to basically rank our rankings. You know? Yeah. If that makes sense. So, like. I don't know how we would do that, like, based on how far off our predictions were, you know? Mm -hmm. So we can do, like, a – so, like, however far – so we can do the absolute value, you know, like, that kind of equation. That's bringing in some math for you guys. Yeah, I mean, you learn a lot of math. We can do some absolute value to find out how far away we were from, like, their actual ranking, right? Yeah, and And then then we can just add it up, and whoever has the lowest, they win. Okay, what were the – you know what I mean. The lowest or the highest? I don't don't know. With the highest missed? Wait, I'm confusing myself. Wait, is it the yeah the lowest number of like the lowest difference? I guess. Mm. Yeah, and then what, what we could do is yeah we have that we take victory laps on the players and then I mean we're not just gonna like hype ourselves up we're not gonna say we're perfect 
there are guys we're going to have gotten wrong, of course. But the point of listening to this podcast is that you're going to get more right than you would if you did not listen. Mm-hmm. And that's our goal. And so far, it's working out. I mean, I mean, there are a couple predictions I'm a little shaky on. I mean, I'm still not fully on the Juju Smith-Schuster hype train, but it's looking up for those owners. I may have been wrong about that. But then again, Raheem Mostert was very good, so that helped soften the blow. Tyler Boyd really had a great game last week. That was great for me. Allen Robinson has been struggling a bit, so that's not so great. But, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a little bit up and down so far. I guess so we'll he's been doing great. Gary Slayton. No, last week, three receptions. Even with Sterling Shepard out, we will talk about that later. How about week one? How about week one? Yeah, total fluke. Two like we talked about. I, I talked about it last episode. We I said it was a total fluke. You were like, no, no, no. And but sure enough, this week, bad. Darius Slayton. Same old Darius mm-hmm. Slayton. We'll see. we'll see. All right, let's get started. Um, we've got some news, and there have been a lot of injuries. News. And uh, we'll start with the two ACL tears that are relevant for fantasy. I mean, Nick Bosa tore his ACL too. So that definitely hurts the 49ers defense, but we're not going to really touch on that because it's not really that fantasy relevant. Um, But the fantasy relevant ones, Saquon Barkley and Cortland Sutton, both tore their ACLs and both are now out for this season. So in our waiver wire ads, we're going to talk about, uh, I believe, Oh, no, we're actually not going to talk about Devontae Freeman, but we're going to talk about him in a little bit because there's some news about Devontae Freeman because he's actually expected to sign with the Giants. And we'll talk about that committee in a sec. But, I mean, mainly this is this must – has got to hurt fantasy owners. Saquon Barkley, the number two pick, now hurt. I mean, obviously thoughts and prayers for Barkley. No fantasy owners should be, like, yelling at him for getting hurt or anything. That's just not okay. But, like, I mean, this does hurt the fantasy owners of Barkley a lot. This is just brutal. You hate to see it. And then Cortland mm-hmm. Sutton, who's yeah. also a valuable piece of many fantasy teams as well. Yeah, I'm a Giants fan, so that was quite a sad one. Cortland Sutton, you hate to see. I mean, there's a point where you want you want the people that you're opposing, like your opponents in fantasy, to do bad. But when it's because they get an injury, that's when it's the worst, you know? Yeah, it's like, oh, yay, Darius Slayton didn't get any catches. Like, that's good. But you don't want to root for Barkley to get hurt. And actually, mm-hmm. in our league, Barkley getting hurt – I mean, it didn't. I won't say it helped me win a game because I won by 49 points in half PPR. But I mean, it's not like I would have been rooting for him to get hurt. Sure, he helped me win the game, but it's not like I'm not celebrating. Let's go, Saquon Barkley got hurt. Like <laughs> the the guy yeah. tore his ACL. He's trying to recover. Like you don't do that. Yeah, it's pretty sad. I I hope that I mean fantasy implications. Devontae Freeman, like we said, I guess we can kind of touch on that piece of news. He's expected to sign with the Giants. This is a good move. I think it was pretty. Expected. I mean, I told someone the other day, I bet Devontae Freeman's going to sign. I don't think it was much of a bold prediction. One of the yeah. higher higher and well, more well-known free agent running but backs. And the thing about they're going to is- go ahead and sign him. And then I think that he's going to be the RB1. But I think Deion Lewis is actually going to have quite a good role. I think he'll have a change of pace sort of kind of thing. He'll get a few carries here and there. He'll catch some passes, definitely. I think he will very much be the big pass catching back. I mean, Devontae Freeman has never really been that guy. And then for for Cortland Sutton and the Broncos, it's got to be Jerry Judy, but at the moment Jerry Judy's out, maybe you could be picking up KJ Hamler. I wouldn't be too mad if someone did that. I think that that could be a, a very smart move. Wait, so is Jerry Judy out? I guess um, I, I, I know he got hurt. Did he come back into the game? You know, he not retur- exactly he, sure. re- he returned to the game. He took a hard hit, went to the medical tent, and then came back into the game. So actually he's fine now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So definitely I maybe even consider starting Judy this week. 
Yeah, maybe. That could have been a good one for starter sit, but we did not add it. Yeah, I mean, this Devontae Freeman news also, according to NFL Network and Newsday, because it's not official just yet, might be official by the time this podcast comes out on Wednesday. Um, and then, I yeah, it's I don't really believe in Devontae Freeman to be an insane guy for them, but I think he might be better than the alternatives, Deion Lewis and Wayne Gallman. Yeah. Wait, uh, the Giants aren't really that confident in Wayne Or No, wait. No, I misspoke. The Giants are very confident in Wayne Gallman, but I'm not really that confident because we saw him last year and he didn't really do well. Is it Gallman or Gallman? Gallman. Oh, okay. Wayne Gallman. Just checking. I'm glad I pronounced actually, it right. I'm not exactly sure. Giants fans should know. Yeah, I'm actually not sure. I don't okay. Know. We'll I was, uh, it looks like Gallman. I apologize to the Gallman family or the Gallman family if I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> but, but How will uh, Christian McCaffrey out for us this week? Yeah, Chris quickly moves on here. Um, Christian McCaffrey, yes, is out four to six weeks with an ankle injury. Um, I think it might be a high ankle injury, but I'm it not is. exactly yeah. sure. I know but, it is. I was reading up on it. Yeah, he's researching extensively for the podcast. Obviously, no, we research. Don't get us wrong. We do our put together our notes page. This one's, I think, two full pages. Or actually, one and a half pages right now. But um, yeah, we always research for podcasts. But yeah, Christian McCaffrey is out four to six weeks with an ankle injury and uh this has got to hurt him obviously but also yeah, fantasy I mean, owners fantasy the number one value? and the number two picks are out now i have the best running back in fantasy the best player in fantasy football in zeke elliott i think i have a sleeper contender for that spot aaron jones oh he thinks aaron jones is the best I player mean, aaron in fantasy jones football right now, now. Is, is the number one fantasy football player right now well that's because he scored the most points last week he's a good sell high here's a lesson I know, I think just because a, someone scores well in one guy. week like, if you were using you, that philosophy, well if you were using that philosophy, you would say Josh Jacobs was the number one RB after week one. And he's good, but he's not. And I know I'm, he's not, but I, I genuinely feel like in such a good offense, Aaron Jones, just putting up those numbers made me really confident in him. I think that he's going to continue to have great weeks. And Rodgers loves to throw to him in the passing game, too, which I think a lot of people discredit. He also, he catches deep passes, too, sometimes. It's not like short checkdowns. It's pretty long 20-yard passes. So... I really like Aaron Jones. I think that he's just all around a really talented guy. Yeah, and I then guess I could understand putting him maybe as an outside contender, but he's Zeke is clearly the number one guy. Mm-hmm. Zeke was very good in both weeks, and he's just very good. But yeah, how about uh, we move down the injury report? We've got Raheem Mostert out. He's gonna miss week three with an MCL sprain. Uh, this could maybe keep him out for a little bit longer. I think than Tevin Coleman is gonna miss multiple weeks. Looking like Jarek McKinnon is going to be the guy, but for fantasy owners of Mostert and Coleman, I think this is pretty tough because, especially for Coleman, I mean, this was like your one chance. You're like, oh my gosh, I have Tevin Coleman just for this reason, only for Tevin yes. Coleman to get injured. Pretty funny, but... uh Well, you know what else think- is funny? That people actually had Tevin Coleman not just for that reason and doubted my man Raheem Mostert, who, as you can I check, I had his RB18 in my preseason rankings. Yeah, I think I had him like and- 23, which is still pretty high, I think compared to most people. I, I like Mostert. I think he's going to continue to have a great year. This injury does hurt him, though. I mean, obviously. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's... I don't understand why he wasn't being valued very high. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. this isn't the victory lap episode yet, but taking a victory lap right now on Raheem Mostert after two weeks. Um, he had that 80-yard touchdown run right at the start of that game. Um, after mm-hmm. that, I don't know, he wasn't that efficient, but then he got hurt, so it was like six carries, not a high enough sample size. But yeah. anyway... Um, yeah, I guess the main guys in that backfield are now Jarek McKinnon, Jeff Wilson Jr., and I think he came from the practice squad, if I'm right. Jamichael Hasty, 
so we're going to talk about McKinnon later in our starter sit segment, but let's move on to another 49ers injury. And the 49ers injury list is just crazy. Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, D Ford, Raheem Moster, Tevin Coleman, Jimmy Garoppolo, George Kittle, Debo Samuel. And I'm, I'm missing one. I'm trying to remember. Um, who Solomon am I missing? Thomas. I said Solomon Thomas. Is it a defender that they're missing? Let's see. Um, oh, I think it's, is, uh, I think I know there's nine. Is Sherman? I think Sherman. Oh yeah, and Sherman. That's the other one. Like all of their best players are out. I, I feel know. so bad. And they still beat the Jets, thirty-one to thirteen. <laughs> oh goodness. That is Adam good. Gase, get out of here. Adam Gase Adam has Gase. got to be on the hot seat after that one. Like this team is literally know, playing like he's all back. Literally so bad. I mean, it is absolutely incredible how he's still a head coach in the in the National Football League. There's no way. I know. Crazy. All because of Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I I can t- I'll, as long as we're taking victory laps on the show. Also, admit I was You're wrong about taking them. <laughs> I may have been wrong about Robbie Anderson because here's the thing: Robbie Anderson never looked He's very good to me. Out. Yeah, he I never know. looked very good to me. And but it was because of Adam Gase. We were all, we yeah, were. I know it's another post Gase success story. No, but the thing, it's like Robbie. I thought Robbie Anderson was just like not that good. It was just because mm-hmm. of Adam Gase. I, I should have known, given how much we talk about him on the show. I should have known. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Yeah, we should have. I mean, yeah, I, I had DJ Moore so high because I basically thought he was going to be having the role that he's already having. I mean, he's already started out pretty well. but uh, Or he didn't. He had a good week, too, not a good week one at all. But, I mean, I kind of expected him to get what most of what Robbie Anderson is getting and plus what he's already been getting. And I yeah. just didn't think about the post-Gase. I mean, it totally ruins my three Ds, I feel like, kind of. But, DJ I mean, Devontae Parker and Darius Slayton, Slayton, good starts, I'd say. So Devontae Parker, I really like. I'm really liking right now. I got him on my mm-hmm. fantasy team. Yeah, I like him, too. But um, what we were, ta- were trying to get to before we uh, both, we both, I guess, sidetracked it. Jimmy Garoppolo has suffered a high ankle sprain, but somehow might play this weekend. Um, yeah, I guess no Nick way. Mullins. He won't. Nick Mullins is one of the more talented backups in the league, I would say. Mm -hmm. But I think – so I think they might be cautious with Jimmy G. So, yeah, but it's unfortunate for them that he's hurt. Yeah, definitely. I mean, unfortunate unfortunate for how many players they have out. Yeah. How about another injury? Cam Akers is out three to five weeks. He's got a shoulder injury. Wait, really? Or no. Sorry. Sorry, that's Drew Locke. Cam Akers is questionable for week three with a rib injury. I've got my words mixed up. Uh, Yeah. Cam Akers, I, I mean, even if he does play, I'm not liking Cam Akers. Daryl Henderson had a great week. Why, with Brown and uh, Akers getting injured, I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't give Henderson more touches. He kind of proved that he can maybe handle a little bit. Akers already was getting his workload was already diminished due to Malcolm Brown. So if Brown comes back, then he's really in trouble. I mean, this isn't even that big of a piece of news for me, honestly. I just feel like it doesn't have that much of an impact. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's He's still fantasy relevant, though, I would say. But, yeah, he, again, is questionable yeah. with rib injury. Drew Locke, who I don't really think is that fantasy relevant, is out three to five weeks with a I shoulder think when injury. He's playing, when he's playing, he's fantasy relevant just because he has so many weapons. But obviously, he's not right now. I think right now you don't really have him on your team just because he's out three to five weeks. Maybe once he comes back. I mean, you shouldn't really be expecting anyone to be picking him up like now. You can wait a little bit on him and keep that extra someone else to fill that extra bench spot. But. Yeah, I mean, but that offense, it was partly because of the Steelers' pass rush looking really good, but that mm-hmm. offense did not look good at all with Jeff Driscoll as quarterback, and it was just not getting anything done. So, um, 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Is that it? That's uh-huh. it. That's it. All right, let's move on to some big questions. Big questions. All right, so we are doing some big questions, like I just said, and like the drop said, which is also me. So I said it twice. Mm-hmm. I often repeat myself on the show with these drops. Yeah. But, I mean, the drops sound cool. If you want to give feedback or ask questions for the show, you can do so. You, on Twitter, uh, comment on our posts at Calvin underscore SGF, at Chris underscore SGF. Or, I mean, I guess you could email us at secondandgoalfantasy at gmail.com. I think we'll probably include your questions in the big questions segments that you feel good about, like, how big your question is to us. hmm <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, let's get started. Um. This is an interesting one because, I mean, a lot of people were talking about Jonathan Taylor over the past couple of weeks, and he got a lot of touches, got over 100 yards just barely, and got a touchdown last week. Naheem Hines was non-existent in that offense. So I'm really liking Jonathan Taylor, not as much as a, everybody. I'm not like, oh, I feel like I'm not overhyping him. But, Chris, like, where do you think you would rank Jonathan Taylor? I think we actually maybe agree on this. I think I have him sort of as a solid RB2 right now with borderline RB1 potential. I mean – I don't necessarily expect that huge workload to just remain consistent. I still think that Naheem Hines is just going to get a few carries. The The Colts were really in a blowout, so they kind of had some opportunities to just feed Taylor the ball, get him some extra work. So I don't think that's going to continue once they have to get people like Phillip Rivers in the passing game more involved. But uh, I definitely like what I saw from Jonathan Taylor. I'm very annoyed. I made the greatest move I thought in fantasy – I traded away Jonathan Taylor right before the season started. I had read so much about it that he wasn't going to be the guy. And I was so right. That game started out and Marlon Mack was getting all the carries. Jonathan Taylor was did, did literally nothing. And then I was, I was so excited. And then Marlon Mack tore his Achilles. I mean, took a turn for the worst. Now it's becoming one of the worst trades I've made just because of an injury. Yeah. Yeah, that, that definitely is tough for sure. That's like a real stroke of bad luck, I think. Yeah, for Marlon Mack and for you, but more uh-huh. so for Marlon Mack. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would say I rank him at 13, and he's behind these guys, not in order. I mean, uh, actually, with McCaffrey and Barkley. Okay, Barkley's – oh, no, oops. I put Barkley on this list. He's at 12 because Barkley's out for the year. So he's 12. He's, a, I guess, an RB1. Um, if McCa- Let's just pretend McCaffrey's on the field for a second. He's behind McCaffrey, Zeke, Henry, Cook. Drake, oh, this isn't in order, by the way. Drake, Kamara, Mixon, Sanders, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Aaron Jones, and Josh Jacobs. Not in order, once again, but I would put him at 12 if all of those guys were on the field. I mean, I guess. I don't know. If your team is good enough, I think I would rank him ahead of CMC if your team is good enough where to where, like, or no, no, if your team's good enough to where CMC can sit out and you'll be okay for a while until he comes back for the playoffs, so I'd rank CMC ahead because, like, he's so invaluable, so valuable for the playoffs. But it's always hard to rank in season with these injuries. So, um, yeah, I guess do you, I guess we can move on now, Chris, unless you have anything more to say? Mm-mm. No, I think I'm all good. All right. So the next question is, uh, will Joe Mixon bounce back from his two – Subpar weeks. Hmm, this is an interesting question. Who's he got a matchup against? I, uh, um, I let's see. I think he's playing the wait Bengals. Um, I'm not. Ex- I'm not exactly sure. I only. I can go check. But yeah, I guess 
I, I think he's definitely going to bounce back. But, yeah, they're playing the Eagles. Eagles. Mm, I think he's going to have a bounce back game. The Eagles just really haven't shown me anything good. I mean, they gave up, what was it, 27 or 24 points or something. I think it might have been 27, actually, to the Washington football team. Please, he's in for a, a bounce back week. Not necessarily because I think he's going to play the greatest, but I think that. <laughs> I don't know. I just think he has a good enough matchup where he can do it. I think he's got a good matchup, and I just think he's just really good. He's the the volume has been there. They Bengals scored a lot of points last week, and Mixon was very involved in the passing game too, which he I expected. That's what I predicted, and um, I think he was a little inconsistent in week one. I know he. I would. I, I guess I would say he's good in the passing game, but we'll see. I mean, it remains to be seen if he'll be involved every game. I think he should be though. But he got unlucky. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet this season. The touchdowns are coming. The, the workload, the the scores are coming. He's an he's a guy who gets some scores and gets some pass catches and gets a huge workload. Like the production is coming. Just have to wait for it a little bit. I mean, he should probably should have done better against the Browns, but then again, Joe Burrow also threw sixty two passes or sixty one passes or something. I think it was sixty one. So yeah, I guess I, I think Joe Mixon's gonna bounce back for sure. And then the last question is. And I, I really like this one. Who is the lead back in Tampa Bay right now and for the future? Mm, right now, for this final week, it's going to be Ronald Jones. I think he's going to get the majority of the carries. I think that Leonard Fournette is going to be the passing down back. Every other week after that, look to Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I mean, I think I would probably agree. I, I don't know. I think there's a chance Fournette gets the majority of the carries this week. I said Fournette would be the lead back by week, by week three. I will push that back to bye week four, but he could be in week three. And mm-hmm. because he yeah, got 12 carries, 12, only 12 carries last week, but 103 yards and a score. He did it just looked like the Leonard Fournette of old. I and mean, we know he can catch passes too. He's just a more dynamic guy than Ronald Jones. Jones was okay with his touches, but like Fournette mm-hmm. was awesome. And so I yeah. even think I, I do have, I'd say it's a decent chance to, get the majority of the touches in week three. I'd rather start him than Ronald Jones this week either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would rather start Fournette just because I think his passing game value gives him a little bit more hope to do better. Just because, especially, we're, we cover half PPR, so I think that's the main thing for me. If it was standard, this would be a much closer contest, I'd say. But right now, it's Leonard Fournette. He also found the end zone a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, Fournette's tough to buy now, buy low. I would have bought him low after week one, but like now that it's week two, at the end of week two, it's kind of hard to do now that he had that huge game. So, yeah, I guess. Um, oh, wait, did Fournette actually have two touchdowns? Yeah, he did. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, I, th- I thought he only had one for some reason, but he had two. So, yeah, he was very good. He got the red zone touches, which is good. All right, so let's move on to waiver wire. Waiver wire. All right, so we are getting into... Some waiver wire. We've got three each. And I'll start out this time with Mike Davis. And Mike Davis is Christian McCaffrey's backup who's being thrown into an unexpected starting role. And when McCaffrey got hurt in that game, Davis or Davis had like one carry, but he had several. I think it was like at least six receptions in that game. So he might be utilized a lot like McCaffrey was. I expect the carries to go up because he's going to be the lead back for that whole game. Plus, I mean, I guess Carolina was passing a lot too. But Davis... 
he, he should get some touches. Maybe Carolina's playing from behind sometimes, so he won't get as many rushes. But he proved he could be involved in the passing game, so he's definitely very startable this week. I mean, he might be the top waiver wire ad for me this week. Yeah, I think that Mike Davis is actually the top one. from. Or It kind of depends on your league. I think that actually for me it would be Jarek McKinnon. Or, no, I'd say it's Mike Davis. This week, that kind of spoiler into mine. My first is Jarek McKinnon. But I'd say it's Mike Davis just because Christian McCaffrey is out for longer. So I think you're going to get more production. But for this week, I think it's Jarek McKinnon. And, like, like for this week, who's going to do better? I think it's, it's Jarek McKinnon. But I really like Mike Davis. I mean, he's had some random outbursts in fantasy, scoring some points. So maybe we'll get that this week against the – I don't even know who the Panthers are playing, whoever they're playing. Yeah, I mean – Mike Davis just disappeared for a while, uh, for, for a little while there. Oh, they're playing the Chargers. So. All right. So, yeah, I guess – wait, no, Mike Davis disappeared. He he disappeared for like a year. Now he's back again, and he was last seen in Chicago. Now he popped up over there in Carolina. Somehow got like a – caught a plane with nobody noticing. Nobody recognized him. <laughs> maybe Maybe he's just not a very particularly recognizable person. I don't know. I've never met Mike Davis. I saw his profile picture on ESPN. I think he's pretty recognizable, but – um, cause with the facial hair, but, uh, I don't not, I'm not really sure how this went off the rails so fast. <laughs> I was, all I was trying to say was that he was last seen in Chicago. And then that, that just went off the rails and Chris isn't saying anything. So I don't really know his thoughts. From the ghost. I'm, I'm actually thinking about this one. I'm not really sure. I don't know. Just move on to the next one. I can't, I'll, I'll come back to it. I need to think about this one a little bit more. Wait, what are you thinking about? How Mike Davis, how recognizable Mike Davis is? Yes, I actually am thinking about this. I want to I, I look into how good Mike Davis has been over the last few years, if that's weird. Okay. So I'm actually kind of curious. So, so wait, have you finished your analysis on Jarek McKinnon? Oh, uh, I guess I'll give a little bit more. But I just think that Jarek McKinnon has the potential to do really well for this week. I mean, as things progress and – Raheem Mostert starts to come back. His value is really diminished. I mean, obviously, because he's yeah, not and Tevin Coleman. Guy. But for this week, if you need, if you're in a sticky situation, go ahead and put McKinnon in. Wait a second. I just realized something. McKinnon is going to be mentioned in three of our segments this week. He's in news. He's in waiver wire. And he's in, oh, wait, we put him in waiver wire and starter sit. So that'll be interesting. We'll talk about him even more a little bit later in case you haven't gotten tired of that just yet. And even if you have, we're still talking about him. My next guy in the waiver wire is LaVisca Chenault. And I'm actually, I've got a waiver claim to drop Debo Samuel for LaVisca Chenault. And I mean, you should definitely add Debo in your leagues. I don't know if this is the best waiver claim. It's number three, but I feel like LaVisca Chenault looked like Debo, but like better. Just in terms of fantasy production, four targets, three receptions. Sure, not the most targets, but that should change a little bit. He got a touchdown last week. He got five carries, though. I think that might actually continue. If he can put up, like, meh, like, even bad numbers at wide receiver and running back alone and just combine them, he could actually be a pretty good fantasy asset at wide receiver. So, uh, I mean, I guess, Chris, you, you would probably agree, right, that LaVisca Chanel's a good ad? Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that he has the potential. I don't – I've never been a guy – like, some people – Oh, wow. The wide receiver got some running back carries. That just really doesn't have much value for me. I feel like that's really only game script in my opinion, but he still managed to get some catches. He has some touchdown potential and Minshew has been playing well too. So I think there's a lot of reasons that you'd be 
it's worth throwing a flyer out there for Chenault. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I would say it's a little bit more than a flyer, but yeah, it's it's. I think he's more of a guy for the future. He may get more involved as the future comes. Because I, I mean, I hope he, I hope he does. Because I've got that waiver claim in him, but I also think that he, I also think that he actually might. So uh, let's see. Yeah. I guess you're, Chris, your next guy is a guy that I dropped, Michael Pittman. Yeah, I, I dropped drop him a Michael week Pittman. ago. I actually kind of agree with you. I I feel like you were a little too early to just let go of him. It was one week, and now Paris Campbell's injured. I think that Michael Pittman is a great add. Depending on how long Paris Campbell is out, he could get some good work. And I think that this is kind of a a prove-it time for Michael Pittman. So he's worth a flyer because if he starts doing really well, he could have a huge role in that offense. They kind of need a a guy to really complement T.Y. Hilton because I feel like that role isn't really defined yet. And even T.Y. Hilton hasn't been doing too great. So I'm really – I'm definitely – trying to get Michael Pittman if he's still available. Yeah, that's fair. I, I I don't know if I have a ton of space on my roster right now. But, yeah, I guess he's in the starting – like, he's on the starting team now. It was a bit concerning that he was fourth on the depth chart. I don't know if he'll be in line for too many targets just yet, but I guess he could be worth a flyer. You could argue that. My last guy is yeah. Dalton Schultz. And uh, if Dalton Schultz had been great last week, I might be talking about Drew Sample here. Um, but I already talked about him earlier because we didn't actually have him in our waiver wire segment. Schultz caught eight of nine targets. He fumbled a pass. That's why his stats didn't look too good. But 88 yards and a touchdown. The fumble's obviously a fluke, but he has taken over this role that Blake Jarwin had and more. For some reason, he's cutting into Michael Gallup's targets. He's not even cutting into CeeDee Lamb's targets. Like, you would have thought that the tight end and CeeDee Lamb would be competing for targets. But no, he cut into Michael Gallup's targets. Michael Gallup got two receptions last week. So Schultz... I don't expect this production to continue, but he's definitely worth a flyer, especially for people who need mm-hmm. tight end help, which can yeah, happen. Yeah, if, if you need tight end help, but I feel like there are actually a lot of really good tight ends right now. There's guys that I'd rather have, like Dallas Goddard. But, I mean, if you're in tight end trouble, definitely go ahead and pick up Schultz. He had a great week, and while that's not something that you should just totally base your picking up on him, he had one good week. I mean, if you need if you need potential in your week at tight end, go ahead and pick him up. I mean, it's definitely worth it. You know, on these guys that do well one week, if you're weak at the position, it's smart to pick them up. But just know that there's a good chance that you're not going to get the return that you hope for. So don't be even considering putting them in the, in your lineup. Yeah, unless you're, like, really weak. But, I mean, tight end, last last year tight or end was really weak. Or last year tight end was, like, crazy weak. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. But like, last year tight end was, like, crazy weak. This year it's not – it's actually mm-hmm. pretty nice. I like it. Yeah, I like it. There are a lot of guys I like on the tight end market. Right now. All right, so Chris, your third guy, I don't even know if he's not – he's probably owned in most leagues now, I, but I Joshua know. Kelly. Actually, yeah, so uh, I am actually going to look into that, what his roster percentage is. Wait, are you looking at ESPN leagues? Yeah, in ESPN leagues, he's only rostered in 39.8% of leagues. Okay, he gets – he qualifies. And that's scaring me. That he's yeah. not in more. I mean, he should definitely be added in a lot more leagues. Get more carries than Austin Eckler, guys. Well, not this week, but last week. Yeah, or last week. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's sort of like he's so kind of a. I love Kelly. Yeah, a guy that I might. That I definitely, if he's not picked up, I don't care what your roster looks like, unless your roster is the top six running backs in the entire league. You're picking Joshua Kelly. Unless you're in a full, Joshua Kelly number seven RB. Chris said it right here. Number seven RB, <laughs> yeah, uh, unless, unless you're in a four-team league. No, but I guess Kelly, this is a good time to get him when, like, people don't really have waiver claims for him because he didn't really, wasn't that good last week, I guess. Or no, I don't know how good he I don't think he was that good. really good. Last week? 
Or yeah. week one. No, week one he was really good. No, last week he was he scored twelve point three. Oh really? Okay. Well, yeah. Then add him for sure. Um. All right. And he so had twenty three carries too. I, the first week one he had twelve, and week two he had twelve point three. Week one he had twelve carries. Uh, week two he had twenty three carries. Wait, he had then... twenty three in week two. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, Eckler had like sixteen. Wait, I exactly. thought Eckler was the main guy, but they ran the ball like forty times. Exactly. Wow. Oh man, wait. He's he's owned in our league though. That's the problem. Yeah, by me. Let's go. Wait, this is actually like the top waiver pickup. Yeah. I've I never realized he wasn't owned in sixty percent of leagues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. That's a good nugget of information that Chris pulled up. Like that usually doesn't happen with Chris. Chris is usually the guy to like spout out random takes that are like rarely correct. But he actually pulled up a good, <laughs> a good nugget so of information funny. there. Oh, goodness. All right, let's move on to some starter sit. Starter sit. All right, so starter sit. We've got five guys uh, with us, not with us, with us in the studio today is Will Fuller, uh, who's going to talk to us about whether you should start or sit him. But no, we're actually going to – he's sit. facing this – Beep, 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 sit, 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 sit. He, He's facing that. Will, Will is very offended. Will, Will, tell him how offended you are. Oh, wait. Play, Will just play Will's voice. Hey, I'm Will. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Fuller. I'm Fuller. I am. Whenever, whenever you do an NFL player, no matter who, just deep in their voice. Hey, I'm Christian McCaffrey. Hey. That's how you do it. We need it. We, we, we should do the, uh, I, oh, th- this is the perfect time. We got to do the super deep voice. Remember that? Mm-hmm. From our drops. Uh, originally, we made the drops the super deep voice. So I'm going to edit. We, we can edit it in like this. We can. No, no. We'll, we'll edit this those in. Were, no offense, hey. Calvin, but I hated those drops. So I don't know if you knew that, but I hated those. I hated that voice. It made it sound like sci-fi deep voice. I know you hated it. I, <laughs> That's right. We're using music. it right now. So th- I, oh, well, let's no. show you the voice here. I'm going to say, hey, I'm Christian McCaffrey, and we're going to show you the voice. Ready? Hey, I'm Christian McCaffrey, and I'm the running back for the Carolina Panthers. All right. I hope you liked it. <laughs> you can email us at secondandgoldfantasy.gmail.com if you thought you should. we should use the that uh, voice, or follow us on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF, at Chris underscore SGF, at SGF pod. Yeah. Oh, this is Star or Sid. All right, now, I, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna ch- start <laughs> or sit. I, I changed that too. I changed the yeah, this is starter sit. So, I, yeah, we edit this after, by the way. So, in case that's confusing too, I, I was just telling Chris, uh, telling Chris to make sure he knew because he actually like he can't hear himself like that. Obviously, right now, I'm gonna edit it in after. So, I just gave myself more work. But starter sit. Will Fuller versus the Steelers, who for some reason, I mean, he left the game briefly with a hamstring injury, but he did not get targeted last week. And that is really scary. You can't really take too much stock into one week, but especially against the Steelers, I'm waiting and seeing, so I'm just sitting him this week unless you're desperate. Yeah, uh, I'm sitting him too. If he had a better matchup, I'd consider starting him. But for this week, I mean, he showed he's too up and down, and I feel like it's all matchup-based. Like I said, bad matchup. Just sit. That's kind of how it's going to go, I think, for a lot of the season for me with Will Fuller. All right. Yeah. I, I, it's, I, I'm surprised, though. He usually puts up production when he's not mm-hmm. hurt. 
Yeah, when he's not hurt. That's the problem. Though. He gets hurt. So I was kind of surprised to see zero receptions. That totally shocked me. Yeah. Blew my mind. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he has a great report with Deshaun Watson. So, yeah, that mm-hmm. was pretty crazy. Um, next one, we, I guess we got past that one pretty quickly. Mark Ingram versus the Chiefs, who last week got nine attempts for 55 yards and a touchdown. If he's going to get nine attempts, oh, oh my, changing my mind. I don't know if I'm changing my mind or not. I feel like he can be very efficient with his attempts a lot of the time. I guess I'll say start. I'll stick with my thing and say start, but only as a flex. He's yeah, kind Sam, of a weak I'm, flex. I'm with you, Calvin. This is so I'm close. definitely with you. Yeah, weak flex, uh, especially if you're – you've been barraged by all the injuries and you can't get Mike Davis or someone like Jerick McKinnon or Joshua Kelly off the waiver wire, then you're definitely putting Mark Ingram in. I mean, if you have him on your team and you got hit by injuries, you're probably having to start him. Yeah. But I mean, it's not a good start, but there's a good chance that he gets a touchdown and that Ravens offense is so high powered and they like to run the ball to Ingram. I am a little discouraged by only nine carries, but it's not like JK Dobbins was eating into his workload either though. He only got two carries. So Mark Ingram is still the number one guy. That's why I'm still willing to start him at flex. Yeah, it's that one's such a tough one. But I think he's mm-hmm. he showed he could be efficient with his limited carries last week, and that's all I need. How about an easier one? Leonard Fournette. He's an obvious start for me. Too yeah, even against De- 110 De- yards. Yeah. 103, yeah. But he, even against Denver, he's an obvious start. Well, Denver lost Vaughn Miller. Oh, yeah, more obvious start. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they've it still been good against – or I guess, have they been good against the run this year? I mean, it's only been two games, so I guess it doesn't really matter. But I would say they're still good against the run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. But yeah, that's definitely a great start. Leonard Fournette should be very – He's talk about efficient with it, your carries. Mm-hmm. He's going to do that no matter – I mean, he, he'll either get like slightly less than the majority or a lot more than the majority. Maybe game script will write out Ronald Jones. He's a good start. Not a crazy high, like total boom RB1, but he's a good start. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. So Michael Gallup last week, like we said, he only had two receptions, but he's playing Seattle who um, I think has been worst against wide receivers in fantasy so far this year. So even with Jamal Adams, that's very weird. Can you imagine Seattle without Jamal Adams in the passing game? Yeah. I I mean, (laughs) it's gonna, this is weird because Michael Gallup has been so bad and then, he has a somehow the C. I can't believe we're saying that. Like, like you said, the Seahawks are an easy matchup with Jamal Adams. I mean, that's just kind of sad. I'm still not starting him though. Yeah, I'm not because he only got three catches in the first week, uh-huh. too. I don't, yeah, I, I, it almost seems like CeeDee Lamb was doing better than him. And if that trend continues, I'm avoiding Michael Gallup. I've been basically what I can say to you guys is I expected Michael Gallup to be the wide receiver, too. So I was wrong about that. You did too, yeah. Calvin. But the I'm one thing that I'm right about is I was never willing to put a Cowboys wide receiver three anywhere near somewhere high in my ranking. So that's why I had C.D. Lamb so so low. I mean, if I had known that Michael Gallup was going to be wide, wide receiver three, I'd probably have him at the same place I had C.D. Lamb, which was almost near 50. Like So yeah. I don't like any wide receiver three on that Cowboys team that also has Z- Ezekiel Elliott to deal with who's getting carries catching passes, you know. Yeah, I mean, don't don't give up on him yet, but let him prove it on your bench. I would not start him this week. So mm-hmm. the last guy, Jarek McKinnon versus the Giants. A very easy matchup here. But Jamichael Hasty and Jeff Wilson Jr. are there. Kyle Shanahan does like to go with the hot hand. I mean, I would predict if anyone I'm, I'm not barely starting him. I know you're barely starting he's gonna him, be Dallas, the but team. I am definitely starting Jarek McKinnon this week. I think he's an RB2 almost for me. 
Okay, yeah, that's fair. I guess I won't say barely anymore. I would start him, but he's not the best start ever because Jeff Wilson's the touchdown stealer, and uh, there's a chance he gets <laughs> yeah. written out, but it looks like he's going to be the guy this week. So I would start him barely. He's had, I guess, an up-and-down career. Flex. He's, he's never been particularly flex. efficient, though. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. I'm starting him at flex, though. Okay, yeah, actually, I would say that's definitely fair because he's expected to be the lead guy. These two guys are very unproven. Okay. You want to move on, Calvin? I think that's it for starter sit. So I guess to summarize, we I think that's we kind it of agree. We basically sit. agree for the most part. Did we agree on every single one? I think we did. Yeah. It'll make it very interesting for you guys. But uh, I mean, those were some of the toughest ones. <laughs> guess what? Guess who we're talking about next thing, segment? So. Darius Slayton. We're gonna make it yeah. very interesting. All right, let's move on. Booms and busts. Booms and busts. All righty, booms and busts, and Darius Slayton is, of course, a bust, as you know. But first, we're getting to some booms. Our, our lists look so nice. I love just staring at them. Mm-hmm. And then the bust list, it's like, ugh. Chris's bust list I don't even like. Like, two of them I disagree with. So we're actually we're going to have a ton of good debates. So let's start with booms. Chris's first is Deontay Johnson. Yeah, I am... Definitely comfortable saying Deontay Johnson here. He's proven week after week that he can do good things. He's gotten a good enough workload, and I still feel like some people are underappreciating him. It's not the greatest matchup against the Texans, but we, I feel like any matchup is okay because Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be attracting the, the, their, the other team's best cornerback. So until that changes, I'm pretty much – I can say that Deontay Johnson is a boom candidate, but especially this week, I just feel like – He's going so underrated. So for the value that he's putting him on, I feel like it makes him even more of a boom candidate for me. Yeah, I mean, he's also my only hope to save face about Juju. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, there are other hopes, but uh, like my original reasoning that I don't think Juju – I mean, I, 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 it's not that I don't think Juju could be a wide receiver one. It's just that I don't think he's proven it really. And so I'm waiting and seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So my first guy is Kenyon Drake. And Kenyon Drake has been, I guess, a bust for fantasy owners – he tweeted about how he's going to do a lot better, and I'm all in. Mm-hmm. I mean, he played San Francisco and Washington in his first two weeks, and he's yeah, still RB23 in half PPR leagues. Now he's playing Detroit. That mm-hmm. is a tasty yeah, matchup. Yeah. He can get involved in the passing game. He can get involved in the running game. I mean, Kyler Murray's been running it a lot, but Drake's still been getting carries, and he hasn't been very lucky in the touchdown department. I got, well, I guess he got one against San Francisco, so never mind. But he should tear it up against Detroit. Total boom candidate. Buy low right now on Kenyon Drake. You will not regret it. Kenyon Drake, Joe Mixon, Allen Robinson, all guys on my team. You all got to buy them low. Right yeah, now. I don't I don't actually love Kenyon Drake as the season goes on, but definitely for this week. I'm easy RB1. I, I love this week. pick, Calvin. I would definitely include Kenyon Drake in the booms. Yeah, easy RB1, maybe even top six guy this week. I would say mm-hmm. pretty feel pretty safe saying that – or not pretty safe. I'll, I'll say, yeah, he will be a top six guy this week. How about uh, my second, which is Jonu Smith. He's facing Minnesota. And Minnesota, I mean, their defense is just so bad. It is absolutely awful. Jonu Smith had a great, great, great game last week. I mean, now you're facing a terrible, uh, even worse defense. He is definitely a boom candidate for the second week in a row. Well, I mean, this defense has been getting torn up. And then it's like mm-hmm. they lost Anthony Barr, too. So, yeah. and then AJ Brown's out. So I like this pick for Johnny Smith. He showed it last week. Another guy who showed it last week was Mike Gesicki. People who said the, Dol- uh, the Dolphins couldn't have a tight end because of Chan Gailey, uh, their coordinator, were incorrect. Gesicki, 11 targets, eight receptions, 130 yards, a touchdown. 
or people who said a tight end couldn't be involved. I mean, now he's facing mm-hmm. Jacksonville, who's I guess Jacksonville's played like Jacksonville's been surprisingly good. I mean, well, no, they no, them, they've, well, they've played like haven't they played like the Colts and then they the Titans, the Colts and the Titans. That's not that and they tough. won one and lost by seven. What do you mean that's so tough? Cal? Oh no, no, I'm talking about. Going... I wasn't talking about the game itself. I'm just talking about against tight ends. They were oh. average against Johnu and I guess Jack Doyle got hurt. So like. Johnu and like Mo Ali Cox, that's not no, that hard still, to do. I mean, Gesicki will tear them up. And then they're not a good pass defense. They're very exploitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Mike Gesicki, a good pick here. And uh, your last guy, Chris, is another tight end. We got three okay, on this, this list. This is the, perhaps the biggest like sleepy boom candidate. Sleepy just, boom? <laughs> yeah, sleepy boom. Um, <laughs> Remember last episode, get out of English class? Yeah, that was funny. Uh, anyways. <laughs> You guys have to go back and find that. That was a very weird – last episode featured a lot of weird things. I don't even know if it's worth recounting. You guys might have to go back and listen. I think we give a summary at the end if you want to go try and look for them. But it, it was weird. Uh, Wait, no, no, that was, the, that was the live show. Well, we had a weird podcast, oh. and then we had a weird live show. Yeah, we did a lot of weird things. You got to go watch, watch com slash sgsportstalk. Download the Sportscaster app the way I spelled it. Or – and, and – Follow us at SG Sports Talk. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can watch that was our a live weird show, but it was it was action packed and fact filled. Anyways, and Jared Cook sports. had a touchdown last week against the Raiders, but this time they're facing the Green Bay Packers, and I absolutely love this matchup for him. The Packers, I mean, he was good in they, Week One too. Yeah, they yeah he's been good all around, and now. The Packers have been in a lot of high-scoring games. I mean, if you think about it, they 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 won 43-34 against the Vikings. The Vikings offense had only scored 11 points on a – and they and the only reason they they scored that is because of a garbage-time touchdown. And then they, they allowed 34 points to them in a shootout. And then who did they play this week? Uh, uh, mm. Who did the Packers play? Oh, my goodness. The Packers Lions, and they even allowed, like – 14 points to a bad Lions team, you know, and it seemed like there was a lot more offense than, than the scores showed. They've just been in a lot of high-scoring games. Jared Cook is a huge red zone target for Drew Brees. I don't see yeah. why he's not going to be catching a touchdown. The, what week. I loved to see was that he, I thought he was just a red zone guy, and it's not bad for him because he gets a lot of red zone targets, but he mm-hmm. showed in week one, he got like eight catches. He showed he could be a high target guy too, especially with Michael Thomas out. Jared Cook is looking like a nice, nice play this week. Nice boom mm-hmm. candidate. I love it. I like Austin Eckler, though, versus Carolina. I know Joshua Kelly got a lot of carries, but Austin Eckler got a lot in the passing game. We're finally back to that. Austin Eckler getting a lot in the passing game. Joshua Kelly's going to limit him somewhat, but he's facing Carolina. This is an easy matchup. He should be really good. He was very efficient last week. He looked like the Austin Eckler of old, and um, I can't wait to watch him. I mean, Chris has him on his fantasy team, so I'm sure Chris is excited mm-hmm. for this. All right, yeah. so let's go to bus. And... My first bust is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but not a total bust. But it's only because last week he had 3.8 yards per carry. He got involved in the passing game. But, I mean, wait, who was Kansas City playing? They were playing the oh, Chargers. They were playing Chargers. Oh, so that's a pretty tough run defense. But they're facing Baltimore, too, who's also very tough, probably mm-hmm. even tougher. He's not going to be a total bust, but I think this is going to be a Mahomes game, not an Edwards-Hilaire game. Mm-hmm. You still should still he start did. him, but I wouldn't expect huge numbers. But he's a nice buy low after yeah, this too. week because – because two bad weeks in a row, you can buy him low. Honestly, I don't even know if you're going to be able to buy a low. Clyde edwards Lair owners are always so high on him. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's true. So I mean, Rightfully so. I think he's going to be good. That's why we're saying to buy low on him. 
we think he's going to be good. But I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire, when you have a rookie that did so well and is on a Chiefs offense, I don't think many people are willing to give him up. But if you can find someone that's that's telling him, go ahead, go grab him. Oh. Uh, my first bust is Robert Woods, and this is because no. he Calvin, he only had two no. receptions last week. The only reason he put up no. a solid fantasy outing is because he had one lucky touchdown mm. run. You can't tell me that's going to happen. Now he's being guarded no. by Tredavious White on the Bills no. defense. Calvin, explain to me why he could be good. Because he, well, he got five targets last week. That's a little bit low, right? But it's still pretty good. He, he, why do you keep saying he's going to be guarded by Tredavious White? Cooper Cup is going to be covered by Tredavious White because Cooper Cup is... Yes, he is. Cooper Cup plays out of the slot. Tredavious White plays on the outside. Well, Tredavious White, I you watch. He's going to tweet, ready to cover Cooper Cup this week. If he tweets that, I'm gonna, I might just follow Tredavious White just for this. That if he tweets that, I will be so happy. But, Anyways, I'm no, just he's, saying, he's, I, he's the better player. I mean, Robert Cooper Cup's the better player than Robert Woods, so Tredavious White's going to cover him. Not, I, I don't see it. Robert Woods. So you're just He's saying Robert Woods I, is I'd better. Another, you're saying Robert I'm Woods is better than Cooper Cup, and therefore merits uh, consideration in fantasy leagues because he's the number one wide receiver over there. I think he is the number one wide receiver, but yeah. the way that he gets his work and the guys that he's covered by, I feel like he doesn't do that well. I think that Cup is more talented, but for some reason the Rams continue to go back. Okay, to, wait, uh, so you're saying Cup Woods. is more talented, yet Tredavious White will cover Robert Woods. Mm-hmm. What? Because, because wait, Robert wait. Woods plays on the outside. Cooper Cup is a slot receiver. Slot schmott. <laughs> what do you mean? That plays <laughs> a huge role. Anyways, uh, and, uh, my, my second bust is right? Calvin's also going to not like this one. It's Carson Wentz. And Versus the Bengals? What are you talking about? I know when people are going to be overvaluing him, saying he's going to bounce back, but I, he just hasn't been that talented. I love the matchup, but I just don't trust him. He hasn't been that lately. talented. <laughs> he hasn't been he that talented lately. I think that he's had, <laughs> Honestly, I feel like we, we're starting to be able to list Carson Wentz in the bust category for NFL draft. <sighs> he had 13 and 14. He's facing the Bengals. This is going to be a bounce back. Oh, I thought you were saying for fantasy for a second, but no, mm-hmm. he's not a bust in the NFL draft. He's just struggled to get – he's without Alshon Jeffrey. He struggled to get going, but he's facing the Bengals. This should be a nice bounce back week for him. I, I, mm-hmm. car, good by low, Carson Wentz. So no, I without receivers too. You just brought up another point. I just don't trust him. Well, you're wrong, and I'm right, like usual. Let's talk about someone else who I was right about. Darius Slayton facing the 49ers. He had three receptions, even when Sterling Shepard got hurt in that mean game. You were right about him. He's doing so well to start. What three receptions for 38 yards? Oh, whoa! How about week one, Calvin? He's so good, one? even Calvin, without Sterling Shepard. Dang, Calvin. How about week one? Fluke. Under- I talked about it on last week, and I said Darius Slayton week one performance. So you can't say that you're right, Calvin. After fluke, and I, I you was can't right. say you're right because Calvin, you don't know which one is the fluke. How do you know which one is the fluke? Because I know you that don't. Dar- so you can't say that you're right. Yet. Okay, you fine. We need one more game, but he's facing the 49ers this week. He's got no running game to support Daniel Jones now with Saquon Barkley. There, you, you know Daniel Jones gets a lot of sacks. He gets sacked a lot. You agree that without Saquon Barkley, he'll get sacked more. So. And he's facing the 49ers, who? No, Saquon Barkley's not a very good pass-blocking running back, so I actually disagree. Well, no, he, he makes space for Daniel Jones to pass. He, there, there's no, he doesn't because Daniel Jones is going to perform less. No, Saquon Barkley opens up. That's the point of the running game. Establish the runs so that you can get the pass going. Daniel Jones isn't going to be supported with a, good, with a bad running game. He's going he's gonna to have to pass more. He's going to get sacked more. And 
I mean, the 49ers defense is a little bit battered, but I still think Darius Slayton will do pretty bad. Did you say the 49ers defense is a little bit battered? What's wrong with that? Yes, they lost D Ford, Nick Bosa, and Richard Sherman. Yes, they are very battered. Oh, I thought you said batter, like B-A-D-D-E-R. They're very, very batter. Get out of no, English I, class, like, Chris. Like as if you were Get saying out of like, English class. They're, they're, they're worse than bad. Like I was like, COVID? What kind of grammar is that? They are the baddest. <laughs> Get out of English class, Chris. I can't believe you're correcting my grammar. Um, your last guy is Brandon Cooks versus the Steelers, correct? I actually agree with this one. Yeah, I mean, he has a bad matchup. People are going to be overvaluing him because he had a pretty good week. I don't think that Sean Watson is going to get much going. He's going to be under pressure a lot this game, and I still feel like Will Fuller is the number one guy. They also have Randall Cobb, who's going to be stealing targets. I just don't love Cooks. I think that there's no reason I can find that he's just all of a sudden going to have a breakout game when he's having when he has such a bad matchup. I mean, last week was encouraging. I like Cooks for the rest mm-hmm. of the season, so I'll clarify. But just this bad matchup, I, I don't really like him this week because mm-hmm. just in general for the Texans' offense. Yeah. All right, Same. so my, my last guy is Nick Chubb before we uh, wrap it up. He's facing Washington, who I guess they shut down – or they shut Boston Scott. That's not hard. They shut down Kenyon Drake, too. This defensive line is looking very good. He's not going to live up to the lofty expectation from last week. When you split carries, Kareem Hunt's going to get the pass catches. Nick Chubb's not going to get much going, and neither will Hunt. So when they split carries, they're not going to be very efficient on the ground. Chubb is normally efficient. His efficiency is what makes him so good in fantasy. And it, once that goes down with the limited carries, it won't go away completely, but he's going to bust. Their expectations are going to be too high for him this week. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think that the Washington defense has been surprisingly good. I wouldn't list him in the bust category, but I agree that he might not live up to the hype some people are giving him. All right. So, whoa, this was a short episode. Woo! Went by fat assed. But mm-hmm. let's do roll the credits. Mm-hmm. All right. If you uh, want to. <laughs> oh, wait, Chris, I forgot. To, we got to mention this. Amazon Music has launched podcasts and we are now on amazon music so if you want to check us out apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify stitcher mm-hmm. tune in amazon music i'll try to get the link on the website soon i'm going to search up the podcast at some point um and try to get the link on the website but we are definitely on there and they have launched podcasts so you can find us um and make sure to rate and review us on apple Podcasts. we'll read those and uh, send in questions that will include on our show it's secondandgoldfantasy at gmail.com or you can write to us on twitter at sgf pod at calvin underscore sgf at chris underscore sgf just comment on any of our posts um or if we follow you and you follow us i think you can dm us too so um yeah just make sure to do that you can also just ask us questions and we can answer them on twitter too but mm-hmm. um, if you want them to be answered on the podcast just mention like can this be answered on the podcast and we'll do that we'll, we're mm-hmm. flexible but yep. um Make sure to check out our rankings and articles at sites.google.com slash view slash second and goal fantasy. I was not able to write urgent ads this week, but I will try to next week. Um, if you want to check out our live show, live sports talk show, go to www.sprtscastr.com slash sgsportstalk or download the Sportscaster app the way I spelled it and follow us at sgsportstalk. If you want to find my articles on Tecmo Hole, you can go to www.tecmohole.com slash author slash Calvin K. And... Uh, if you want to have questions for our show, you can email us at secondandgoalsportstalk at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at SG Sports Talk. 
That's mm-hmm. it, I think. Yeah, that's it. I hope you liked the deep voice. Um, thanks for listening. Yeah, it was kind of random, but those, it was kind of a weird episode today. That was very random. Very, very random. Always seen there's something new on the podcast, right? Yeah. I'm not editing this. I'm just talking very deep like this. I'm sure it sounds exactly okay, sure. like the sounds good voice. <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll see. Wait, hold on. Wait, did you just shush me? You're like, shh, Calvin. Shh. Did you? No, I, did, I didn't say that. You said shh. I heard you. The listeners know. Oh. Oops. They can't hear you. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll see you next time.